You are now entering an uncomfortable but necessary conversation with your host, Nicole Jennings. Thank you guys for joining me on my very first episode of Uncomfortable But Necessary Conversations with Nicole Jennings. And I am your host, Nicole Jennings. I am going to give you guys a brief synopsis of what it is that you can expect from the podcast as well as who I am. Um, am I a oratorical genius in the, the field of race relations in America? No, but I am a black woman in America who is a wife, a mother of four beautiful children, um, three girls and a boy, and a business owner and entrepreneur um, of one posh closet, a luxury concierge service. Um, and a brick and mortar and e-commerce uh, business, uh, Queen Anna House of Fashion. And I have lived a lot of life and experienced a lot of things. And on the wake of the murder of George Floyd, um, a passion lit in me um, like never before as it relates to the injustice um lived on a day-to-day basis in America by people of color. And what I recognized as I navigated that space and the emotions in that space, I recognized other people's emotions in that space. And I also recognized the lack thereof. And what I wanted to do is empower people, specifically women and women of color, to use their voice in this moment. Um, Because we have, for so long, been okay with the status quo. You know, the normal for our nation is to suppress and to demoralize and and you know, dehumanize, marginalized groups of people. And that is what we saw, in my opinion, with George Floyd, um, his murder on every social media platform, on every website, on every news outlet for weeks. Um, And what it did to me was, you know, as a mother, and this is where it really, really impacted me, as, as a mother, for me to sit back, watch that, see that, have all these internal feelings feelings about it, but yet raise children to love everyone and appreciate everyone's differences as gifts to the world and then send them off to live in a world that doesn't recognize the gifts in them um, because they are brown. Um really hit me hard. It also hit me hard when I thought about given the space, time, and opportunity, what has happened to so many men, uh, black men that we saw on the TV and on the social media platforms um, could have been anybody that I knew. But, and when I think about it, I'm married to a black man and I love my black man and I couldn't imagine life 
without him and him having to experience something like that. And there's nothing anyone could do um, but record it, but record it. But if history, if we go back, right? And again, this is where people, we have to, we have to think this through. When we go back to things like the Rodney King incident in 19, I believe it was like 91, don't quote me, um, but we, I know it happened and I saw it then. And four police officers in that moment were acquitted for beating an unarmed black man an unarmed black man and I remember even as a, a young child I remember the emotion attached to that and then to live it and be so close to home um it really affected me and it affected me in more ways than one because it reminded me even as a black woman the privilege that I had to not turn on the television not turn on the news not stay up to date on everything going on in the black community as it relates to um, the injustice and the murder and the the various things that go on every single day but to create a safe little haven you know for myself and my family um, and raise them in a way that in today's terminology would be they unwoke, unwoke, and then send them off to the world and almost they would be not well um, prepared for what they would enter into and that would do something to them in their spirit, in their soul, and it would start to create you know, doubt in who they were. And as a mother, I could not allow that to happen. And so I had to think about a very, very thoughtful and meaningful way to instill in them um, knowledge and facts and truth um, about our society, our history, and why we are here. And what I recognized is even in teaching them, I recognize I don't know everything and I don't, I was never, you know, expected to know everything in that moment. But the more I knew, the better I could do. Um, and the more I knew, the more I knew I had to do something with what I knew. And this is what has been birthed from that, from that place, because also, as other people were navigating their emotions in this, you know, racial climate, I recognized that there were people who had questions. There were people of color and those that were uh, white that had questions, but didn't know how to ask them, felt uh, attacked when they did ask them, um, didn't want to feel dumb in that moment, in that space. But what I, I recognized, even as a person of color, I don't know everything. I've only, my reality are my past experiences and the things that I've been taught or not taught and society-based, um, quote unquote, taught that were not true. And I think that 
because we're in a space where people are listening and people want to know, I want to create a safe space for people to do that. A safe space for people to um, leave voice messages on the podcast, ask questions, give feedback, but be empowered to um, engage in conversations that may not always be comfortable. Um, And that's where I believe we need to no longer allow for race relations in America to be swept under the rug and for us to continue on with life as if it does not impact us all because it does. In one way or another, it impacts us all. And um, as a person of color, I believe it impacts us the most. And it is imperative that we're raising our children um, with the knowledge that they need to go out into the world and yes, be valuable citizens. Yes, appreciate everyone and their diversity, but also go out equipped with knowledge to know um, not everyone right now feels that way about you, but what you can do in any kind of situation is, first of all, be a light in a dark place. Give, share experiences and conversations from a place of love, not a place of pain and hurt and anger, because that's when you get into those heated debates and conversations, because sometimes, you know, we're human, but realistically speaking, regardless, it's love and kindness that people draw to. And that's the safe space that I want to create here on, on, yes, it's called uncomfortable, but necessary conversations because nothing ever changes in comfortability. If we want something different, we need to do something different. And this is me doing my part and using my voice to do something different. Um, everybody has a role to play in this thing called life. And for me, this is my role in this moment to play, um, to educate and to um, enlighten um, my family, myself, and now you, you get to come along for the ride. And so what I'll be doing is creating a list of things um, as it relates to um, race relations, but it might not always be about one particular topic because there's so many various aspects of me um, as a as a woman that raising three uh, young ladies that are going to also be uncomfortable, but necessary to talk about. And what I recognize is that when people don't know how to talk about them or start those conversations, then they don't get talked about. So, you know, yep, we have the race relations concept. um, But as a mother, we also have the concept of boys and sexism and any other ism that we can come up with um, in America Leave it to us, though. There's there's so many things. Um, But again, a woman is a minority group being women that classifies you as a minority. Um, And then being a black woman classifies you, quote unquote, as a double minority. But to me, it it classifies me as having a double blessing because I know what it means to be a woman. Um, I we are the givers of life. You, there just is no b- 
bigger blessing beyond that, in my opinion. And then to be Black, the heritage that comes with that, the legacy that comes with that, um, being raised by my great-grandmother who was born in 1921, um, it, it just, again, it blows my mind the amount of knowledge and power in voice I was in, like given as a child growing up that has led me to this point today because there's no reason um, that everyone doesn't feel as empowered to use their voice, but there is a reason because no one has told them it's their voice and they can use it. And for me specifically, it's important to be for me to use my voice as a um, an example of, you know, for my children, an example for my children and for you um, and those that are listening. But an example of a black woman that demystifies the concept of the mad black woman. But no, what you do here in my voice and what you do see in my actions is a very confident love myself person um, that is human, makes mistakes, apologizes, learns from them and continues on. Um, it's one of those things I've been blessed. It's kind of like a double-edged sword. I've been blessed to very rarely feel uncomfortable, even in discomfort. And I remember when that hit me like a light switch or like a light bulb. Um, well, I don't want a light bulb to hit me either. It was like a lightning bolt, I guess. <laughs> but when I recognized the importance of embracing the uncomfort, uncomfortability and change in different areas of life. Um, I, I was 30 at the time and I felt like I was going through a midlife crisis. But when I recognized that the beauty and, and change and evolution, um, it made difficult times that much easier. Um, and Realistically speaking, as a Christian, which again, I should have put that in the listing of who I am as a Christian woman, um, I have faith in a higher being that in my heart of hearts, I know um, has everything under control. And that for me is also another safe space where I can only do what I can do as it relates to the world, as it relates to America, as it relates to everything going around me. Um, but I know I have a responsibility for those four little humans that I'm raising, and I'm going to do everything within my power to raise them in a way to acknowledge the history that we have um, gone through as a nation, as a culture, as a as a world that in summation um, creates the black experience that we're living today. And what I'll do is take all of that and record the conversations, some of them with my children, some of them with other people or um, officials or that might be well, much more well-versed in this topic of race than I am. Um, but, and 
give you different perspectives on ways of life, um, but then also leave you with knowledge and power to to make a difference and make a change. So to sum all of that up, I know that that was a lot, but essentially what will be taking place on uncomfortable but necessary conversations. Number one is conversation because that's where it starts. And instilling and empowering um, and enlightening um, my children at home first, because that's where I feel like we have the biggest impact for change is right in our homes. Because when we leave our homes, we each go to our respective places. And that is where we're able to instill what we know to be right and to be true um, in all of those various places. So, you know, giving you conversation starters, you know, leaving each podcast with ways to engage in conversation um, that number one should no longer be swept under the rug, but then number two um, are okay to have and are necessary to have if we want to see change in America. So with all of that, I want to thank you for joining me on the intro to Uncomfortable But Necessary Conversations with Nicole Jennings. And I'm so unbelievably excited for you to join me on this journey. Um, Every Saturday, it is my goal to have a new episode uploaded and ready for you um, to experience, to be enlightened, to live, to learn, um, and to walk away feeling empowered to have uncomfortable but necessary conversations. So until next time, bye-bye.